Amen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, worship at WPC Unplugged. Uh, we're going to give this a try. I'm, I'm usually a lot more comfortable behind the pulpit, but I want you all to be able to hear me and, and, and everything. So I, I hope this works a little bit better. Uh, also, feel free to move forward if you're having trouble hearing. Uh, e- even while I'm preaching, you won't, you won't bother me whatsoever. But I uh, just want you to be able to, to hear and feel like you're part of worship uh, today. Uh, this morning, we're beginning a new series, a new sermon series, one that I think connects really well with our themes going on right now of stewardship uh, as we prepare to make pledges to support the ministry of this congregation, but also the bigger theme of gratitude, one our nation will celebrate together in a few weeks for Thanksgiving. Our giving is always out of gratitude, always out of Thanksgiving uh, for God. It, it is itself an act of love. And so the, the um, sermon series is titled, Gifts of Love. That is what we'll explore together this month, starting with uh, today, our, our greatest commandment, and that is love. Love God and love one another. That simple. In our gospel reading today, Jesus illustrates the totality, the all-encompassing nature of this love of God. And he does so by reiterating and then expanding a very familiar passage uh, to his fellow Jewish brothers and sisters, known as the Hebrew Shema. And that was what our first reading uh, in Deuteronomy covered. It's named for its first word in Hebrew, Shema, or hear, listen. I invite you to listen now with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the 12th chapter of Mark's gospel, beginning with the 28th verse. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he said, which commandment is first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, your Lord, the Lord alone is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and beside him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength And to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared ask him any other question. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I was reminded this week of the work of a British author and speaker named Simon Sinek. Uh, For those of you who like TED Talks, check his out. It's quite good. He is known for his tagline that has helped organizations and has even spread to the church, uh, and it's helped them refocus their energy. And that tagline is this, start with your why. He says, so often people and organizations get stuck in the how or the what when we haven't even answered the question why. Sinek argues that starting with why allows a person or organization to completely reframe and refocus the what and the how of their mission. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus seems to answer this question for us. 
What's our why? A scribe comes up to him while teaching in the temple, possibly to debate or maybe just out of curiosity, and he asks, what is the greatest commandment? Essentially, he asks, on what does the law of God stand? On what does the basis of our covenant, of our relationship with God, stand? How is it framed? What underscores our faith and religious practice, righteous teacher? Really, the scribe asks, what is our why? Jesus replies with really one word, love. Our why is always love. Love God and love neighbor. Everything the law and the prophets write can be summed up with this simple statement. As I said earlier, Jesus shares a love that he has reiterated from the Torah, the the law of, of his Jewish heritage. And this is a pivotal text for our Jewish brothers and sisters even to this day. This love has been the why of God's people since the very beginning and still is today. I'd like for us to dig into this idea of love that Jesus lays out, that it might give us a better sense of our why and how we can live into our why as we love God and we love neighbor with everything we have. So after repeating the Shema, Jesus says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Fellow pastor Magri de Vega reminded me this week that most religious and philosophical traditions claim that there are three centers of human nature and experience. The mind, which entails our ability to think and ponder and understand. The body, which includes our actions, but also our ethics, our strength and power. And finally, the heart, the emotional and relational side of humanity. This threefold understanding of human capacity is something that is depicted commonly in art and literature. A recent example would be the three main characters in the Harry Potter series. Harry represents body with his power and and, uh, strength. Hermione representing mind with her superior intellect. And finally, Ron representing the heart with his loyalty and his courageous spirit. Jesus and the Torah encompass all of these and then some in this command to love God. So what does this mean? That our command to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength is a total command to love. Love God with everything you have. To love God with every action, every encounter, every ounce of our being. Love God. The command then becomes our why. When it comes to our relationship with God, our why is always love. So as we come to this time of stewardship as a congregation, this command reminds us that we give when we give We don't give to a budget or a building. We give out of love, our total love of God. Our call to give of ourselves, our time, our talent, and treasure is an act of love. It's a generous act of love through our mind, our body, and our heart. Giving is a way for us to show our deep love and gratitude for God's grace. Giving also allows us to show our love for neighbors as together as a congregation we care for those in need in our own community, and all around the world. Every year I remind our session that even if we had all the money we ever needed to do our ministry here at WPC, I'd still insist we do a stewardship campaign. Because it's not about a budget. It's about love.
It's about our call to love God with everything we have, including our finances. Giving reminds us that our why in life isn't money. Our why is love. On All Saints Sunday, we can celebrate the multitude of folks who have shown us how to love God with everything we have. Our mind, our body, our spirit, our time, talent, and treasure. This great cloud of witnesses gives us encouragement and hope to live into this commandment and be the children of God we are called to be. Jesus continues to say that the second commandment is to love our neighbor as ourselves. This total, all-encompassing love of God extends to our neighbor. All of our neighbors, without exception. In a world where we become siloed more and more with people of like minds, we are rightly challenged by this command of Jesus. He tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves with this total, all-encompassing love. Even and perhaps especially our neighbors with whom we have different opinions or vote for opposing candidates, or come from different cultures, or speak different languages, have a different faith tradition. Jesus tells us to love these neighbors as ourselves. Many of us here and around the nation are still processing the horrific tragedy at the Tree of Life Synagogue last week. I learned this morning that there will actually be a prayer vigil next, uh, next Sunday evening hosted by the Fauquier Jewish Congregation, I'd love for you to join me for this time of prayer and unity. We'll actually be meeting here at WPC at 445 and walking over to the John Barton Payne building together. You know, many have noted that the tragedy occurred in the very neighborhood where Fred Rogers, a.k.a. Mr. Rogers, lived in Pittsburgh. Marie's aunt and uncle actually lived there and used to be Mr. Rogers' neighbor. Many have lamented that this event has shown how we haven't listened to Mr. Rogers' teaching to be good neighbors to each other. Here's a quote Rogers is well known for. When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. I love that quote. But friends, I think it's time that we become the helpers. It's time we stand alongside our Jewish brothers and sisters and all those living in fear and loss that we might share this bold, total love of God and neighbor. I saw a story last week that really brings this commandment home. I learned that some of the medical staff who cared for the Tree of Life shooter are Jewish, some even members of the Tree of Life synagogue. I read that these faithful folks continued to care for this person even through shouted hateful slurs. When asked by a reporter how they were able to provide care given the situation, he said that they're simply proud. They're proud to provide medical care to a human being who's wounded. These folks taught me a lot this week about what it means to love our neighbors as ourselves and the bold lengths that this goes to. Indeed, this kind of bold love of neighbor can truly change the world. When we love God and neighbor with everything we have, when love is our motivating force, we can be sure, as Jesus says to the scribe, that we are not far from the kingdom of God. The kingdom is not just something in the future and the sweet by and by. Jesus says here and throughout the gospel that the kingdom can be lived into and experienced here and now. How do we do that? 
love. Love God and love one another. Friends, may we never forget that when it comes to our relationships with God and each other, our why is always love. Total, all-encompassing love of body, mind, heart, and soul. We know this kind of love through Christ, but we have also seen it in the saints past and present. From many different backgrounds and cultures, saints who have lived faithful lives of love and generosity. May we be emboldened to go out and share this world-changing love in a hurting and divided world, confident that it will always be stronger than hate. May it be so. Amen. Thank you.